Welcome to 52 Weeks in the Word. I'm your host, Trillia Newbell. Today, we're going to do something a little different. You're just going to be hearing from me. I thought we'd take a moment to consider why we are reading. Why are we going through the Bible? Why are we even having this conversation week after week? So I'd like to point us to John 15, and this is part a part of Jesus's farewell discourse. He is leaving about to go to the cross, and he is telling his disciples several things about himself. We've heard it called the I am statements. And in John 15, he says, I am the vine. So I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That's John 15, 5. In this text and in this whole chapter, it's not isolated. Here, Jesus tells us that he is the true vine and the father is the vine dresser. God has the power to prune and to pluck. They determine what bears fruit and what does not. First century hearers would recognize the allegory and imagery as it was used often in the Old Testament. Specifically, I am the vine dresser. It's significant. It refers to Isaiah's vineyard song in Isaiah 5, 1 through 7. Isaiah had diagnosed the health of Israel. It had produced bad fruit, or as it is written, wild grapes. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be compared to a wild grape. And God provided for them, gave them fertile ground, choice vines to watch over it, but they were fruitless. In a lot of ways, it sounds very familiar. God's sacrifice, Jesus dying on the cross. He has given us everything that we need. He gave us his son. He's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. So really similarly, like Israel, we are without excuse. Israel produced bad fruit. The good news here is that we can produce good fruit if we abide. Abide. Jesus is the true, sure, and lasting vine. Jesus cannot fail. To abide means that we daily walk with him, we trust him, we pray to him, we obey him, and we rest in him. But there's a reason why we need an urging to stay or to remain in Jesus. We are tempted not to. We are tempted to run to all sorts of things. We struggle with remaining because maybe it's the cares of the world, maybe even our circumstances. But our temptation, our temptation to neglect this amazing relationship, I believe it often stems ultimately from un belief. Our temptation is to believe a lie rather than the truth. Our temptation is to maybe even subtly believe lies about the character and nature of our Lord. He tells us he is the bread of life. He tells us he is the light of the world. He is the good shepherd. He is the way, the truth, and the life. But often we believe that he is not any of those things, so we run to other things. Jesus lived for us, he died for us, and right now he is interceding for us. Jesus loves us with an unexplainable and infinite love. This is
is why we want to abide in him because of who he is because of who he is we want to run to him branches cannot survive on their own and by god's grace and mercy we don't have to we don't have to try to survive on our own we can be fully dependent on the vine just as we cannot save ourselves we cannot grow without jesus for apart from him we can do nothing we will wither away we will die we will not bear good fruit we will actually produce bad fruit jesus explains that the branches that do not bear fruit are taken away but the branches that bear fruit are pruned to bear more fruit now to bear fruit simply means to grow in character, to become more like Christ, and to reflect the fruit of the Spirit. That fruit of the Spirit we'll see later in our reading in Galatians, but, but it is to be more like Jesus, patient and kind, bearing with one another, loving one another. Pruning hurts. I have been pruned before, <laughs> the Lord showing my sin to me and helping me repent and run to him and ask for forgiveness and, and kind of taking that out. It hurts. It's painful to see um, where we have bad fruit, where we need to be pruned. But boy, does it produce good fruit when he does that. When we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to purify us. It is good, 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 good when he does this work of pruning. So what does it look like not to abide? I am what I would like to say a plant killer. I don't know about you, but I am terrible <laughs> at trying to help plants grow. People will give me a plant or even flowers, and I just think, oh goodness, this is going to last about one day. So what happens is I will receive this plant, and I will look at the plant, and then I'll get really excited. Today, I'm going to, I'm going to water it. So I'll water the plant, and then I'll forget about it. And week by week, I might even look and think, oh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll plant, I'll um, water it, and then I forget about it again. What happens? Slowly but surely, week by week, I, <laughs> I start looking, and all of a sudden, this plant, it starts to kind of kind of wither, right? It starts to droop. You all know what a dead plant looks like. It droops, and then one by one, there goes the leaves, and the next thing you know, the branches are falling off and it is just withering away. Okay, so very similarly, this is what it looks like to not abide. It isn't that we just all of a sudden run and, and leave the faith and run away from Jesus. No, it's one neglect after another. We're just, we're slowly choking ourselves from nourishment, right? We're leaving the vine. One by one, we're withering away. We're running to other things. We're abiding in, in maybe it's TV or we're running towards a relationship or we're running towards all sorts of things but Jesus. And one thing after another happens and we just start to wither and eventually our branches fall off the vine. Now, the good news is we can run back to the vine. 
God promises to finish the good work he began. But goodness, wouldn't it be good if we never left the vine? Abiding ultimately looks like, and we see this in John 15, 10, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I kept my father's commandments, abide in his love. So ultimately abiding, it looks like keeping his commandments. It's obedience. So what does this have to do with Bible reading? Part of staying close to God and remaining in him is knowing what he commands. It's knowing the God that, that we proclaim. And Bible reading will not save you. Only Jesus can. Bible reading will not earn you points. If you have placed your faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ, it is finished. You have earned his favor. But Bible reading will help you know the God you proclaim and obey him rightly. And it will help you to, to remain in him, to stay with him, to stay closely with him. We wither away and run to all sorts of other things and worldly things because we are not staying close to the vine. Bible reading keeps you close to the vine. And that is why I, one of many reasons why I hope you have been served by 52 weeks in the word is because my hope and prayer is that we would remain in him. We would remain in Jesus, that we would run to our savior. And as we read through the old Testament, and as we're heading towards the new Testament, we are seeing God proclaimed over and over again, we're seeing his mercy, we're seeing his justice, we're seeing prophecies of Jesus, and I want you to know this God you proclaim as much as I, too, want to know this God that I proclaim. So, let's abide in him. Now, I want to just land this plane. John 15, 11 tells us, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Ultimately, he's after our joy. He wants us to have joy in him, run to him, experience joy in the Lord, remain in him, and he will remain in you. Let's pray. God, you are awesome and just and holy and good, set apart, and you invite us to come to you you invite us to remain in you. You are indeed the vine. Lord, we are the branches. We cannot survive apart from you. Lord, help us to know this and to stay close to you, to walk closely with you, to open our word and to learn from you, to know you deeply and to share to not keep this knowledge to ourselves, but to share. God, help us to love you with all our hearts, minds, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. We can do nothing apart from you, and that includes growing, Lord. So we need you. We need you today. We need you forever. We'll need you tomorrow. And we confess that. We confess that we have run to other things, God, and we receive your grace and your mercy. Lord, we submit this to you. We thank you for your word. Thank you for the gift of your word. Thank you for the gift of yourself, God. And I pray that we would um, worship you 
all week, all day, God, as we learn to remain, lean, walk with you. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for joining me. 